Introducing the new long pig snackin' strips from McBurgerty's. Tender cuts of succulent long pig, breaded and deep fried to perfection. Serve with your choice of our restaurant quality dipping sauces. Ranch, honey mustard, hot cheddar buffalo chipotle. Try them with waffle fries and a waffle coke for only $7.99. Or plus size it for a dollar more. Long pig snackin' strips. Don't let the name fool you. Long pig isn't pork. It's human meat. Some cultures say you can gain a person's strength when you consume their flesh. We can't legally claim that. Long pig snackin' strips. Available for a limited time at McBurgerty's. McBurgerty's? Hey, you gotta eat something. This is the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Featuring the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. So you and I started talking about about Thriller and about songs about werewolves. We did indeed start talking about songs about werewolves, because if there's one thing that we'll talk about all the time, it's werewolves. Yes, it is. But the weird thing is we sort of, once we got off on that tangent, we realized that the initial topic of conversation, Thriller, not actually about werewolves. No, it's about monsters, but it's not about werewolves. Not specifically. No, the, the, the video features a werewolf, but only at the beginning. Yeah, and he turns guess, into a werewolf, and then he turns into a zombie. Yeah. I guess he turns into a werewolf in the uh, twist ending, though. Well, he, no, because then he's got, like, cat eyes. Oh, so he's a were-cat. I don't know. I Or he's maybe... just a dude with cat eyes. So, but we got off on the topic of, of songs about werewolves, and I, we could only really think of the one. Mm-hmm. Werewolves of London. Yes. And then I thought of a second one, the Metallica. Metallica had this wonderful time with where they were doing serious songs about social issues. Then they went and got Bon Jovi's producer, and they started writing songs about werewolves. I love the idea of Bon Jovi's producers. Like, you guys, you're doing great work, but... Uh, you need to be more marketable. You need something a little more... You guys want to know what's big right now? Werewolves and not having your songs stolen and put online. No, no, no. This was like 1990. Right, they were already ready for it. If if I wanted to steal their songs online, I had to stay up for I don't know a month, <laughs> for on my twenty four hundred baud modem. <laughs> yeah. If I All could, right. If I wanted to download a copy of Of Wolf and Man, I've got the E in Enter Sandman. <laughs> um. But so so we start Googling because, you know, sometimes we're, we're chatting and we inevitably end up on Wikipedia or Google oh, of or course. whatever. Got to see what's up. Yeah. And and uh, we find this website, 167 werewolf inspired songs for werewolves. Yep. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. This was on werewolves.com. Yes. Uh, oh, so it is. I have the page here. I, I didn't actually notice that. I just clicked the link. But yes, werewolves.com. The uh, the internet's number one site for werewolves and werewolf-related paraphernalia. Well, number two after Full Moon AOL. Uh, I forgot about Full Moon AOL. Yes. Well, they're they're only online three days a month. <laughs> but uh, they they <laughs> some of the uh, some of the songs that they have listed here in this list of 167 songs about werewolves are, are a bit. Yeah, they're reaching. I'm not gonna um. Like, not, let's not beat around the bush here. Like Hungry Like the Wolf? Eh, not about not. werewolves. Probably not. That's like, just being hungry like a wolf. Uh, the song Animal by Pearl Jam, I haven't heard it, but I'm guessing it's not specifically about werewolves? No, it's about animals. Yeah, see, I, I'm not a big... Uh, now, if it was about were-animals, I could maybe see sure. that working. 
Now, there's there's specific songs on this list that are called things like Lycanthropy. Mm. That is absolutely That's about, a werewolf song. Sure. But, like, Grateful Dead did a song about, uh, it's called Dire Wolf. A dire wolf is not a werewolf. That's, no. That's a, just a, a type of wolf, as it I, is as flat I understand. A, like, that is a very different thing. Right. They have them in uh, Game of Thrones. They're just big-ass wolves. Yeah. But they don't turn into stuff. No, if it turned into a person, then, it, okay, it would be a dire werewolf, but it doesn't, so it can't. That would be, that's, like, how do you, dire werewolf, that's just a mess. Dire, dire wolf. Yeah. That needs a that needs a better like a slicker name. Yeah, big ass werewolf. Yeah, something. Uh, it's not a great name, but you know. No, but we're we're spitballing here. Mm-hmm. There's a song on this list called "The Minotaur in Me," which now that's just about a minotaur, right? Minotaurs are not even close to being werewolves. Like, no. come on. I mean, it's not even like you're half wolf. You're half. I mean, the minotaur is a bull, right? Mm. Yeah, I don't half know. Bu- half bull, half dude. I always confuse that with the centaur, which is which is half horse and half horse, half dude, half pony and half dude. Yes, right. But yeah, the, the, the Minotaur has absolute. I mean, that is a good title for a song, though. The Minotaur in me. Mm-hmm. That, that's I got to give them that. But it's uh, a good song if you're a Minotaur or have had sex with a Minotaur. Right. Well, and and you're a bottom. Yes. You've had to have had a Minotaur in you to actually, you know, sing that right. song. But, the, like, there's a song on here called Fireface. That's mm-hmm. probably not about werewolves. That sounds like it's about a Fireface guy. Yeah. Like me. That's an I entirely a, different type of monster. I got, I got fire, like, fire hair, and I got a beard of the same color, so I'm a Fireface, right? Yeah, sure. I'll take that. Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature, which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. The late Neolithic era, considered the last part of the Stone Age, featured the start of farming and the settling down of nomadic tribes. It was during this period that one of the most important discoveries in the history of humanity was made. Zah! Zah! Stop plowing! Cal have no invention to share! Zah have to plow twice as hard because Cal too busy inventing. Don't have time to stop. New invention cut plowing time in half! Oh good. So Zah only have to work as hard as Zah now. Don't you want to hear what invention is? Zah getting sick of Cal's invention. That triangle do nothing. And what's Zah supposed to do with that square Cal invented last week? Cal put it in corner of cave to spruce place up. Admittedly, wife not crazy about it either. She complained about getting square eyes. Cal's wife complain of everything. At least Cal have a wife. <laughs> Go on then. What has Cal invented now? Cal invent... Wheel. Wheel? What's that? That round thing in front of you. That looked like something Chinese people already invent. You always say that. Cal obsessed with shapes. Wheel? What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Zah not have imagination. Wheel be new paradigm. What wrong with dragging things on ground? That worked for countless generations. Everything countless to you. You not know how to count. Cal should invent fire so can burn wheel square and triangle in fire of Cal's own making. People don't invent fire. Fire come from Sky God. No such thing as Sky God, Cal. Religion is just another of Cal's inventions to get out of farming. 
Farming against Cal's religion. Working against Cal's religion. You wanted to see me, Mac D? Yeah, Tracy, come on in, girl. Come on in. Close the door. Have a seat, girl. Have a seat. How you doing? You good? Um, good. I paid you this morning, you know. Roxy was there with me. Nah, nah, baby. I know it. It's all good. It's all good. I want to talk to you about something else. You ain't gonna hit me, are you? Trixie, relax, girl. Have I ever hit you? Or any of the other girls? Well, not me. I just started here, though. And... I didn't notice none of the other girls with no cuts or no bruises or anything. Girl, I'm just not that kind of pimp, know what I'm saying? Guys like that, they give this game a bad rep. This is the business. And the best businesses are supported by happy employees. You know, I believe in positive reinforcement. Well, this is the first stable I've been part of that gives you free sodas. All part of the package, baby. Is this about the dress code? Because I did, like you said, my cheeks only hang out of my skirt on casual Friday. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, girl, it ain't the dress code. It ain't the dress code. All right. So what did you want to see me for then? Well, you see, part of maintaining a healthy workplace is having an open dialogue with my employees. When I receive customer input, be it areas where you excel or areas that present challenges for you, I like to share that feedback with you, know what I'm saying? Has some John been running his mouth? Because I deliver and all services paid for. Don't let nobody tell you different. Shh, baby, baby, Trista, calm down. Listen, listen. We are in a service industry and it would be downright negligent of me not to take customer feedback into account. Now, I encourage them to fill out our customer satisfaction cards by offering a 5% discount on their next purchase. And then they, in turn, provide me with valuable data that I can use to improve the overall quality of our brand. You know what I'm saying? I thought I was done taking input from them after they leave the motel room. So... What then? One issue that has consistently come up in reviews of your performance, which I should point out are otherwise overwhelmingly positive, but, well, it's your language, girl, you know what I'm saying? What about my language? Well, frankly, it's it. Well, maybe a few of the comments will make it a little more clearer than I can. Let's see here. Let's see now. Now, your most recent customer says you refer to his penis as his wiener. That's right. That's not... The most sexy way to put it, Trixie, I gotta tell you. I let him stick it in my no-no. What's sexier than that? In your, in your no-no? You know, milk, milk, lemonade, round the corner, you know? I'm, I'm starting to see where the problem is here. Now, let me, another customer actually put down a direct quote. Now, let's see how it's a, give me that willy, you stinky fat baby. He said he wanted me to be in control. He said you put him completely out of the mood and he couldn't get off. I wondered why he never made that white stuff come out of his pee-pee. Uh, Trixie, listen, this business we chose... It may be a little unconventional, but it still operates under the certain core principles. I hired you because, uh, well, you're beautiful and also because you're willing to do just about anything with a client as far as I could tell. I like an open-minded employee. It's just that... It's just that if I don't start using cuss words, you're going to cut a bee? First of all, I would never, ever refer to any of the ladies in my employism as a bee. Ever. Second, I feel like we addressed this already. I don't believe in running that kind of an organization. If this behavior continues, however, I will have no choice but to place a disciplinary notice in your personnel file. You want to place a what in my what? 
everybody, I'm Shauna and this is Totally Live Music. Today, I'm here with Skylar and the knife of my Something Something cover band. Why don't you guys tell us all about this exciting new project of yours? Our new album, The Butterfly Neglect, is really trying to take the focus away from, uh, gimmick music and, you know, auto-tune and revitalize the entire genre of... Well, music. <laughs> well, the public seems to agree because the first single, Touch Me, Don't Touch Me, has rocketed to the top of the charts and has been holding strong for weeks. We wanted something hard, but reflective and, like, introspective as well. Right? Fans have been raving, and as you can see, they're lined up outside our studio to hear a live performance. One, two, three! Appreciate you guys supporting us out there. MSSCB is really you. Well, it's really me and the knife, but we couldn't do this without you. Well, I mean, we could, but we wouldn't be nearly as rich. So we think we've hit upon what made that single so special, and we have a cut to share with you right now. Something that distills the essence of that track and puts a new spin on it. We're gonna play that for you now. It's called Absence. Thank you. Guys, we are honored to have you here to witness this. I feel like we're a part of something really special here tonight. Don't you agree with me, folks? has sent shockwaves through our entire culture, revolutionizing the music industry and beyond. This is Smash Particle, and I'm here to bring you all the top ringtones. Just text SILENCE to 777-845-9999 for this top jam. The silence has become deafening. Our library has been flooded with teenagers. They say they're here to, quote, bring the quiet, unquote. They've been very polite. Some of them have even started reading to pass the time. This place has really changed since we put a new album on a jukebox. Uh, people are keeping a conversation to a low murmur, and they're only ordering enough drinks to get slightly drunk. I'd probably clean up uh, about 85% less vomit than I did before this song got hot. So you see, younglings, the silence grew and grew to the perfect harmony you see around you now. A perfect utopia. A world without music. Except the perfect music. Thank you for sharing with us, learned one, but I fear this perfect song will be lodged in my head all day now. Welcome to Warlockageddon, the fourth largest science fiction and fantasy convention in eastern North America. It's 9.47 a.m. and our doors are, inexplicably, now officially open. 
Our featured guest is now speaking in the Night Vale Pavilion, formerly the Homestuck Pavilion, formerly the Adventure Time Pavilion. Let no one say we don't have our fingers on the pulse of what's relevant. Academy Award-nominated actor Liam Neeson, resident of Gotham City, Narnia, and a galaxy far, far away. (sighs) Thank you. Thank you, everyone. It's great to be here. I'm keen to hear your questions, so let's just go ahead and open it up now, shall we? Hi, Mr. Neeson. Huge fan. I just recently finished watching Clone Wars on Netflix, and I was thrilled to see that you returned to your iconic role as Qui-Gon Jinn. You were without a doubt the best thing to happen in the otherwise abysmal Phantom Menace. I wish I hadn't killed you off so hastily. They should have killed off Jake Lloyd to spare us having to watch Hayden Christensen. (laughs) Also, nobody wants to watch a movie about trade tariffs. Well, thank you for that. I think. But I, I'm sorry. Did you have a question? Oh. No. I just like to shit on the Star Wars prequels whenever I have a chance. Next, please. I also don't actually have a question. I just wanted to say that I loved you in Beastmaster. I think you're thinking of Crawl, actually. <laughs> when am I not? Next. Hi, I have a question. You, uh, look familiar. I look familiar. <laughs> I, I should look familiar. You've been, uh, you've been stealing my roles from me, you smug jerk. I, I beg your pardon. I am Nicolas Cage. Huh, so you are. I'm here to call you out, Neeson. Also, to get my son Kal-El signed by the estate of Siegel and Schuster, but also to call you out! For what? For taking the food right out of my mouth. But, but Battleship should have been mine. Oh, I'm uh, not sure what to tell you. And that wolf-punching movie. How, how was that not me? Uh... And Clash of the Titans. I, I should have been the one yelling, Release the Kraken! Actually, it was Calibos who said that. Shut up! You smarmy, Irish bastard! I've had enough of your crap! No, we're, we're gonna settle this right now. Here we go. Mr. Cage, please. Put your pants back on. What's wrong? You whip it out, Neeson. It's an old-fashioned pissing contest. Just you, me, and RP. Here we go. Wait. Where are the, where are the flames? I'm, I'm supposed to piss flames. Where are the flames? I'm supposed to piss flames! Security. Where are the flames?! This isn't over, Neeson. There's only one former Oscar contender ruining his career with increasingly absurd choices, and that boy, oh boy, is me! You haven't heard the last of Nick Cage. You will all bow down before me, both you and then one day, yours! Well, that was awkward. All right now, who wants to see footage from my new gritty reboot of Peggy Sue Got Married? up it's andy we're safe now dave wake up what happened 
Did we make it out of there alive? Those torch and pitchfork wielding maniacs are well behind us now. That's right. Who even carries a torch in 2014? Where do you even get a torch in 2014? I've told you before, that's part of what comes with this life. We can only savage their virgins for so long before... Savage their virgins? What did I do last night? God, Satan, damn it, David. We've been through this and been through this. I'm a vampire. I bit you, and now you're a vampire. We're vampires. I'm a vampire? Do you not remember rising from your own grave like a year ago? And all the sexy adventures we've had since then? Do do you not remember Prague? Or Belgium? Belgium. That sort of rings a bell. Were we chased into a windmill there? No, David. That was Frankenstein's monster. From the movie about Frankenstein's monster. That's a made-up story. We're vampires. We're real. It's all just so much to take in. You say this every time. I'm half tempted to just stake your ass the next time you faint at the sight of an angry mob. But then I'd get dust all over my good cloak. You say you know a lot about vampires, but I don't think you're actually supposed to stake them in the ass. (sighs) Wait a minute. Why is the room moving? (sighs) We're on a houseboat. A houseboat? But we're vampires. We can't cross running water. Of course we... (sighs) Of course we can cross running water. Dracula went to England, didn't he? There was no channel in the 1890s. You pretty much had to cross running water to get to England. And Big D did it just fine. Oh. Well, what are we going to eat out here? Don't we need mammal blood to survive? Oh, so now you remember. Yes, in fact, we do. But there are mammals at sea. Whales, for instance. And dolphins. Dolphins? I couldn't kill a dolphin. I mean, I know we're soulless creatures of the night, but... Then we'll find a party boat full of drunken college kids. Would you relax? I've been in the uh, Widow's Peak Club for men for a few centuries now. I know what I'm doing. What happens if we fall into the water? We, uh, get wet? I thought you were supposed to keep us out of the water. No, that's gremlins. Oh, right. I always mix those up. Probably because of the sunlight thing. Andy? What? Why did you turn me into a vampire? (sighs) Because, at the time... We were in love, and I thought I wanted to spend the rest of my eternal life with you. But I'm not gay. Oh, right. And you aren't a vampire either. God damn it. Scholars have long been fascinated by the man they know only as Pablo D. Many believe that his cryptic tweets hold the answers to mankind's longest-held existential mysteries. Who created us, and for what purpose? Are we condemned to a life of anguish and suffering, or is there some higher calling? Do we have a greater destiny beyond getting that Das Racist song stuck in our heads periodically? You know the one. I'm at the Pizza Hut, I'm at the Taco Bell, 
I'm at the Combination Pizza Hut Taco Bell. Oh, son of a... Sometimes I really hate my job. Pablo D., a seemingly ordinary man with a Twitter account, is responsible for some of the most baffling, utterly incomprehensible missives ever created. I swear to God. Is there some broader context to these remarks? Some heretofore unrevealed meaning that may shed light on their hidden depths. Time Life's The Mysterious Tweets of Pablo D. attempts to discover the answer. <laughs> Girth. Call now to order The Mysterious Tweets of Pablo D. Other volumes will follow one every other month. Keep the ones you choose, cancel, anytime. I feel like wet ass. The Mysterious Tweets of Pablo D. Because presumably that guy makes sense. To someone. I am such a twit. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please rise for our national anthem. You, I got you good. You thought we were at the actual American baseball game, did you not, Hans? Yeah. Of course you did. It was a flawless goof. Once that I'm sure the Führer will appreciate wholeheartedly, with the knee slappings and so on. Oh, he will have a field day when he finds out. Well, most likely a literal field day, wherein I am punished for my foolish negligence by being buried up to my neck in the sand and forcibly inflated with natural gas. Yeah. Always a yeah, yeah, it's is fun. And is a who, I am once again your official baseball commentator, Herr Gruber. And this is my monosyllabic companion, Herr Hans. Willkommen to this October 17th, 1962 playoff game between the Munich Mariners and the Hamburg Hawks. Say hello to the people, Hans. Duh. Nein, nein, Hans, you are not Russian, you must recall this. I am sorry, people. The brain damage sustained during the... Well, the thing is causing the temporary confusion again. Bah. The sheep time, already? Well, we will have to get on with it then. But first, a word from our proud sponsors. Remember, listening is mandatory. Guten Abend, citizens of the fatherland. Are you in fact desirous of the finest breakfast pastries? Then please patronize the establishment Luftwaffel, known for its precision and exacting standards in the creation of the waffles and pancakes and so on. And you will be pleased to know that if you refrain from mentioning the war, you will receive a 20% discount. Wait, wait, I forgot, please! Well, that was both arousing of the appetite and a public lesson in responsible thought control. What do you say, Hans? Ma. Nein, Hans, I am not your matter. We have been over this. But that does remind me of my favorite funny. The man, he is saying, take my mother-in-law. Please. She is a gypsy and must be relocated. Oh, <laughs> oh, got him, Himmel. That always gets me into humor born. Ha. Yeah, it is indeed a quality goof. Oh, looks like the game has begun. And look at that. The Mariners are using a pinch Hitler. 
Oh, and that sound can only mean one thing. The Neo-Allies have invaded our sovereign airspace, and it's down to the bunkers with the lot of us. So, from the Uberdome, it's Guten Nacht from me, and from Hans... Ciao. Today's episode is brought to you by, I don't know, werewolves. War, war, I'm sure we talked about werewolves at some point, or warwolves. Probably. We were, we were thinking about what it would be like if uh, Tommy Wiseau made a werewolf movie, and we realized it would just be the movie Werewolf. Yeah, basically. Only gender swapped, that lady would say, you know, this is really fascinating, only it would be Tommy Wiseau. Hi, Mark, I'm a warwolf. I don't. Also, I don't think Tommy Wiseau can afford any of the Estevez brothers. I don't know. There's a lot of Estevezes. Estevai. See, I'm aware, but like you're aware, Wolf. So we got some mail here. Oh well, let's uh let's read some mail. Got a couple of pieces of mail from a guy we've never heard from before, so that's always nice. That's, oh, nice. That's one of my favorite things about podcasting. Uh, the the other, of course, would be the fat paychecks. <laughs> uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> so, Mr. Rod Tanzal. Rob Tanzit, good. No, no, Rod, Rod. Like, like, oh, Rod. As in, as in, and Todd. Ah, okay, as in inanimate carbon. Yes. All right. Says, anyway. I don't know, can I come up with a third Simpsons reference to tell you who, who Rod is? I don't then know. Then also refers to the name Rod? I'd like to see that. I don't know, we got two, and comedy says we have to have three. There's rules of three. No. Are you are you a bad enough dude to figure out a third rod reference? <laughs> I can and think of, save the president. I can think of plenty of. Now you're just making me think. What happens when you go to a rave and your girlfriend gets kidnapped? What? Well, what does happen? You go and rescue her. Oh, of course you do. There, there is maybe one listener out there who's going to get that one. I bet you don't even get that. I one. don't get that one. That's okay. You you could probably Google it, but it's not really worth it. <laughs> so uh, Rod says. Dear Matt and Al. Hi. Do TV advertisements with fine print like real people, not actors, imply that actors aren't people? If actors are not people, what are they? Should we be afraid? Thanks for answering. Rod Tenzall. Hmm. See, I've started seeing I've started seeing fine print on ads where they say uh, not real people, actually actors. Oh. Well, I so, mean, I, I suppose they have to say that. Yeah. So by that logic, I'm starting to think that no, actors probably are not real people. I'm starting to think that they were probably grown. Like in a lab? Yeah. From what? Or, like... you know, like on a pile of compost. Hmm. So like um, like like some kind of a chia person? Yeah, a chia guy. Okay. I could see that. You so... know, you sprinkle some water on there and uh, Charlie Sheen grows out of it. Oh, we said people, Matt. I mean, look. Yeah? Actually, don't look at right. Charlie Sheen. He doesn't deserve it. No. Uh, when I when I see the phrase "real people," I think of there was a horrible TV show in the '80s called "Real People" mm. that was basically like a it, it tried to look like sort of a polished like Today Show kind of you know talk show that your mom would watch. Sure, but it was basically a freak show. Huh. So they would go like all over America and show you like the world's smallest man or like I don't know. I remember a guy who dressed up in a Batman suit and like helped people change their tires. Or a Tron guy. Uh, no, I don't think there was Tron Guy. This is Tron Guy. <laughs> I hope you relish it as much as I do. I, I've never seen Tron. I think I'm well on the record. Oh, that's true, yes. 
having never seen Tron, nor will I ever see Tron. See, I'm fine with you not seeing Tron, but it does make me sad that I can't make Tron references to you. Well, you can turn it into a Tronya reference, and, there you and go. that works. That seems to work. Yeah, just uh, flip it around. I was so proud of myself for never having heard the Macarena. Oh, no, have you heard the Macarena? Yeah, see, when it was out, when it was big, I just, that was around the time I stopped listening to, like, Top yeah. 40 Radio, and, you know, I, I'm not... I'm not above listening to crappy pop songs. I like crappy pop oh, songs. Oh, no, I love crappy pop songs. I just didn't listen to them on the radio anymore because I didn't want to hear the same 10 over and over again with a yeah, bunch yeah. of commercials. I, How the I, fuck did you accidentally stumble into the Macarena? Well, I've been going to more live comedy here locally. I'm getting more involved oh. with the, the, the comedy scene here. And, and admittedly, it was a funny bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think I've known the guy long enough to call him a friend. Uh, uh-huh. uh, has a has a comedy troupe, and they did a they did an hour long show, great show, yeah. and um, and it uh, it had a whole bit focused on the Macarena, and I was like, wait a minute, what is this? No, I I was there with with Amanda and with our friend Nathan, and uh-huh. and they didn't know, they were just laughing at the bit, and I uh-huh. just like, oh God, no, no, no. So, yeah, un- unfortunately now I've heard the Macarena, but still haven't seen Tron. Well, uh, have you heard the chicken dance? The chicken dance? I don't know. Is that something they play at weddings? Yes. Probably then. Mm. I had a list when I got married of songs that would not be allowed to be played at the wedding. <laughs> well, my friend Mark famously had a, uh, famous Mark actually, yeah. <laughs> had a uh, had a command to the DJ that uh, no songs that explain the steps of a dance yep. will be played at this reception. I basically had the same uh, had the same idea, but I also include the chicken dance, which uh, does not explain the uh, how to do the chicken dance. But every all white people seem to know it anyway, so uh, mm, I don't, and I'm pretty oh, damn good. white. Oh, good. Now, what I, what I could probably fake it during is if they played Baby Elephant Walk. See, Baby Elephant Walk, I'm okay with because it was on The Simpsons. Oh, well. Chicken Dance was probably on The Simpsons as well. They're they're white. I mean, they're I yellow, mean, but they're... It, you know. it may have been. If it was, I don't remember it, and I'd like to keep it that way. All right. So I you, hate the Chicken Dance so much, it's not... It, when it's my, the worst. When my brain tries to cross-reference chickens and music, mm-hmm. it, it comes up with uh, Looney Tunes. Like no, that's, that's a good one. That's the music that plays when chickens happen. <sighs> See, mine goes to nine, ten, a, a big, big fat, fat hen. The name's Bender. No, it's not even the names. It's the name Bender. The name Bender. Which makes absolutely no sense. It, it makes less than no sense, but it's one of my favorite Futurama bits. Yep. Because I like on the, on the commentary for Futurama that uh, the the phrase, some dumb thing John DiMaggio said, is, is, is thrown <laughs> around liberally. I don't know. It became a catchphrase around here because it's some dumb thing John DiMaggio said. They should chisel that on his tombstone. That That's where cell phone telephone came from. I love cell phone telephone. That's some dumb thing John DiMaggio said. <laughs> also, I, I'm pretty sure we've mentioned this before, and, and probably lots of people already know this, but it still delights me. Every time he does a little, like, improv scat, like, that they copyright it as a song. <laughs> and he gets royalties for it as though it's a song that he's created. Yep. <laughs> Trademark John DiMaggio. Oh, John DiMaggio must get so many tiny checks. Yep. This is uh, th- this was my wake-up call, speaking of John DiMaggio, at uh, Emerald City this year, that yeah. I need to lose weight, because someone walked up and said, Are you John DiMaggio? I Ouch. <laughs> Are you John DiMaggio, and why do you look like shit? Oh, fuck you. Wow. That was, that was not good. That was bad. 
I, I thought I looked, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I put on some weight, but I, you know, I thought I cleaned up pretty okay. Put on, this, I, got a new suit even. And uh, I mean, look, if it makes you feel better, I think you look great. Well, I appreciate that, but some guy thinks I'm John DiMaggio. So, Especially uh, in that white Colonel Sanders suit you had going on. Good Lord. Well, that was, yeah. You look, you looked like an angel. <laughs> Are you an angel? Are you Rod or Todd? <laughs> Neither. Lil oh. Anakin Skywalker. Ugh. What do you think so of that? Such bad writing. Are you an angel? Go fuck yourself, kid. Oh. Wait, no, that's wizard. Ho ho. <laughs> yup. Uh, another one from, from Rod. And these came like a month apart. He's not like, uh, he's not like spamming us or anything. Um, dear Alan Matt, do you celebrate any nerd culture holidays? For example, on May the 4th, my friends and I are having a Star Wars viewing party. On Towel Day, May 25th, I'll be seen carrying a towel in honor of Douglas Adams and Nerd Pride. I have other friends who celebrate future first contact with the Vulcans on April 5th. Acquaintances of mine recognize the span of December holidays as Hogswatch from Discworld. What do you observe? What fictional works or events from fiction should be recognized as holidays? Sincerely, Rod. I, up till, up till very recently, I haven't. Um, in the last, like, two months or something, I've started, and this is obscure as hell, uh, I've started celebrating from the Dudley Moore movie, Santa Claus the Movie, <laughs> uh, Christmas 2, which falls on March 25th. Wow. And was invented by John Lithgow. Is it March 25th? March 25th. Weird. Because yep. you, would, you would think they would celebrate it on, like, Christmas's half birthday, which would nope. be, like, June 25th. Nope, that would make more sense. No, they'd celebrate it on March 25th. Weird. I, mean, I can provide I can provide a clip that proves it. It no, has uh, I, I, John Lithgow yelling, which well, uh, you you could just say it has John Lithgow. I think the yes. rest is sort of understood. Yelling, yelling. Uh, so yes, I celebrate Christmas too by basically listening to Christmas music and amusing myself. <laughs> I I don't like I don't like holidays to begin with because mm. I'm that guy. Yep. So like I don't want to invent more of them. I want there to be less of them. I'm I'm kind of happy that I. Like, I have to Skype my parents for about an hour on Christmas. Yep. And I think that's the all the holidays, and I get off work occasionally for other things. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I got. I like that. I just, I don't, uh, I'm not, not a big, I, I celebrate every day. Yes. Is the thing. I'm high on life. <laughs> and also Adderall. Anyway, so if you'd like to write to us the way Mr. Tanzal has, you are mm-hmm. more than welcome. It is sarcasticvoyage at gmail. Uh, our website is sarcasticvoyage.com. You can you can uh, go to our store and buy things. You can find like every sketch we've ever done and download them individually if you like. Uh, old yes. episodes, just all all kinds of stuff. Uh, I wanted to to quickly mention the show may be taking a, a slightly different turn uh, again mm-hmm. because you know it keeps evolving. That's how things work. Um, as I said, we I have been getting more involved in the local Seattle comedy, and I'm a uh, bring some of those people that I have met uh, on the show. So yes. uh, don't feel that Matt is being muscled out exactly. He's just uh, got video games to play. So, yes. you know. <clears throat> Priorities, guys. Come on. Yeah, and the, the Star Trek show is still, you know, completely 50-50. Yeah. If, if, uh, if we ever broke up, that, that, uh, that show, custody of that show would be very difficult to determine. Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be a long fight. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> we will say safe journeys. Safe journeys, folks. This episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast starred Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. 
with Vishal Baradwaj, Duncan Bosco, Mark Bosco, Dave Fields, Danielle Gregoire, Nathan Lajeunesse, Joseph Ravenson, Amanda Smith, and Jason Wallace. It was written by Ron Algar Watt with Amanda Smith and Jason Wallace. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2014. Somewhere, somewhere, amid the infinite vastness of time and space, there exists a man, born of indeterminate national origin and dedicated to highly dubious retail practices. This man roams the length and breadth of the space-time continuum with a singular goal, to cheat every human who ever lived out of a couple of bucks. Count your change carefully. Read the fine print. Stand firm on your haggling price. Or you may just fall victim to the Shop Creep. Last time on Shop Creep. Free Shop Creep. I'm Detective Brick Slab Chest. And I'm Officer Twink Slender Cheeks. And we're taking you in for 12 counts of unauthorized time traveling, 9 counts of quantum event rejiggering, 6 counts of radiation surfing, and 4 counts of sexual harassment. You fools. You'll never take me alive, time coppers. Ha 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 Hey, my money! And now, today's episode, A Good Day to Creep Hard. Hey man, you got a spare cart? My Addy's tapped! Oh sure man, here you go. <sighs> man, that's good TH! Hey, what's that? Greetings, enthusiastic loiterers. I am but a humble merchant, looking for a place to set up shop and peddle my wares. But lo, I am weary and disoriented. Might I inquire the approximate date and location? Uh, what? I think he wants to know what year it is, like some kind of time traveler. Dude, are you a time traveler? Are we not all travelers? Through the linear dimension we humans call time? Sure. I mean, I guess so? Those metal cylinders you're inhaling from, what are they? Oh, these? We're vaping! Just sparking up the old liquid. What on earth are you two saying? These are electronic cigarettes. I modded mine with a drip tip <laughs> to cut down on squonk. Oh man, you're such a juice whore. It would appear that I have ventured too far into the time stream, found myself in some gritty, dystopian nightmare future. Is this what awaits mankind at the end of its temporal journey? Yep. Yeah, it looks that way. Do they come in cherry? 